Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host. Good day, good day, everyone. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. And don't forget our mantra, wealth is more than just money. And today, that's part of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about leadership. We're going to be talking about women and and them being empowered to do even more when they have a gap after raising their children and going back to work. And our guest today is Rochelle Marie. Rochelle, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing so good, um, and I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me on today. Honored to have you here, and we're going to have a great time. She's a wonderful guest, but before we get started, let me tell you a bit about her background. Now, Rochelle is passionate about empowering women who stayed home to raise their children, which is a beautiful gift, and transitioned back into employment. She's a leadership expert and leads her leadership way, is her her, uh, company. And she has a degree in psychology, has worked also with career development and education. And so we really want to honor her today because leadership is very important, especially for women. And then in their relationship on the, on the job and the managers are not doing the right thing sometimes. I have five sisters, so I know this. And so we're going to share the gifts that Rochelle has for us today. And without further ado, welcome, Rochelle. And how are you today, my friend? I hope you're doing great. I am. I'm doing great. It's it's six o'clock in the morning. Oh so um, it's a great way to start the day. And Absolutely. I my- and I thank you for your time as well as your gifts. So Rochelle, welcome to Wealth Academy Podcast. You were born, of course, in the beautiful country of New Zealand, which I've visited before. How did it shape your philosophy as a leadership expert with the focus on empowering women? If you could share that with us, please. Yeah, so I love this question. So thank you for asking it. Um, I lived in New Zealand for 26 years. And so that was definitely the formative time of my life. Um, And I think uh, to start with the time that I grew up in, so I grew up mainly in the the late 70s, 80s. And Hmm. um, at that time, there was a really great push Hmm. towards uh, woman empowerment in yes. New Zealand and there were stickers everywhere I remember mm-hmm. stickers saying girls can do anything Absolutely. everywhere I went Absolutely. Um, and so I grew up knowing that I was lucky that mm-hmm. my parents were very empowering parents and um, raised me to believe that I could do anything genuinely mm-hmm. believe that I could do anything so from the age of 10 yeah. I became an entrepreneur and sold flowers uh-huh. on the side of the street uh-huh. um and so and that takes um, a lot of courage by the way uh, it really 10, does it yeah 10, and I was an introvert I was yes. not an outgoing kid uh-huh. so um you know it, but it was very empowering to be able to do that uh my father uh-huh. grew the flowers and I sold them with the occasional pumpkin thrown in uh-huh <laughs> Um, Extra but I had a lot of fun and it was empowering. That's fantastic. Um, and I think from there, New Zealand had the their first female prime minister yeah. uh, in the in the 80s. Right. And so and they have one currently as well. They have an yeah. amazing one. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. We had her in the States, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think I wish I had her in Australia too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um I, yeah, and but it, it Again, in my formative years, I could see that women could do anything. Women could yes. definitely be in power and run a country really well. Um, they could be entrepreneurs. They could be leaders in their organizations. And I think 
um, New Zealand was a great place to grow up with that perspective. Uh, fantastic. And like I said, I, I visited there once, a beautiful country. And I, I couldn't agree more with you that women can do anything. And of course, now here in the States, we have a, a woman as a vice president who may possibly become a president one day. And that would be great too. I feel the United States is maybe 30 years behind in this, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you don't get to say that very often in, in New Zealand. The state seems far ahead. Um, exactly. Ahead yeah, yeah, it is fine. I totally agree. And, and we're talking about women empowerment right now. So today you live in the amazing city of Brisbane, Australia, which I'm, I'm honored to say I've, I've visited. I spent two weeks there. What was the catalyst for you being the woman's entrepreneur expert that you are today as you lead her leadership way? If you could share a bit about, about your uh, organization, your, your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, thank you for the question. So yeah. I, I moved to Brisbane 21 years ago, which uh -huh. has flown past. I can't believe that yeah. I've been here that long. Oh. Um, and it definitely, it is home and I love mm -hmm. it as well. So mm -hmm. um, I feel very blessed to live here. Uh, and I had my kids here. I bought one with oh. me, had one here. And okay. after I had them, I had about 12 years out of my career. So I had yes. been in a career before I had kids, mm -hmm. had the kids and made the decision that I wanted to uh, be there for them as much as I could um, sure. and not put them into daycare if I could get away mm -hmm. with it. So That makes a big difference. Time, that makes a big it, difference. It, it was it was good. In saying that, they did go to daycare mm -hmm. a couple of days a week because they loved it. <laughs> they of loved, course. They loved the toys and the, the things. It's always put us through this. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I certainly don't, you know, the women that put their kids in daycare have nothing against that at all. I think that's exactly. And kids learn a lot from that space. Mm -hmm. um, but we decided between us that we would try and just um, have the kids at home as much as we could. And so I did sure. work. I had uh -huh. jobs, mm -hmm. but I didn't go back into a career where I felt like my focus would be more on the career than the kids. Sure. Um, and so between having my first career and my second career, there was a 12-year gap, which is pretty uh, big that is. In, the, in the career world. And so when I got back into that right it's it's my time it's time for me to build my career again i want to get back to where i was sure it took it took a long time for mm -hmm. me to go from um back to an entry-level role sure. to where i was before i had kids mm -hmm. in my view and i'm a reasonably impatient person huh? it That's took okay. too long i was frustrated at the the amount of time um, and there was probably it was probably five years mm -hmm. in, back in my career to get back to the place where I'd started in my mm -hmm. view. Um, and so things, of course have changed in the job market and the type of work as well. That's yeah. it. And mm -hmm. your, my confidence levels had taken a sure. dive um, from being the career woman that I was to mm -hmm. having kids and raising them and then going back into a career I was not the same person and I'd lost a little bit of who I was in that process. I sure. think there's something in becoming a mum. Right. You're renamed, like literally renamed. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and it takes a while to to remember who you were in mm -hmm. your career. Mm -hmm. uh, and I definitely. And I think those are just uh, amazing points that you're making that a lot of other women experience the same thing. It's exactly. very it's it's a transition, but the the most important thing what I love about what you're saying is the fact that you love your children so much that you want to be able to raise them yourself so that they can understand right and wrong. And uh, I think to me, that's really the blessing for the children that you should always remind them, you know, 
it was 12 years before I went back to work because I focused on you. Now, where are you taking me on vacation? <laughs> right? I always, I always remind them they've got to look after me when I'm in an old people. That's home. right. That's what I tell my children. Because I have a 17-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son, my only children. So, yeah, I'm reminding yeah. them every day. <laughs> That's right. Be ready. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. So I guess what I found after a while was... Uh, that people were getting promoted around me right. and I wasn't getting promoted and I mm -hmm. couldn't understand it. I, I sure. Again, I was frustrated with it. I couldn't understand what was going on because I knew mm -hmm. I was a hard worker. I knew exactly. I was a good leader sure. uh, and I knew that I had the skills uh -huh. and the temperament to step into that leadership role. Sure. And so one time it happened, um, one of our senior leaders Mm -hmm. appointed somebody else that hadn't applied for the job wow. into the leadership role ahead of four women that had applied for the job. Wow. And it just made me really stop that, and think what's going on here. Yeah. That, that, so, that, that interrupts the organization structure too. The, 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 the culture of the organization. It did. passed it, over. It, yeah, it, it, exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, and not just for me, but for the other three women that sure. applied, we were more than capable of mm -hmm. doing the role um, and the person who was appointed was a woman it wasn't mm -hmm. like a sexist thing it wasn't a man right. um, but I needed to like I, I like to understand things and with my degree in psychology I like to understand human behavior and Absolutely. why we do um, and so I took a, a year just to mm -hmm. really dive deep into um, how people are promoted, what's really behind it. And I spoke yeah. to a lot of women that were in management roles already. Mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of research. I, you know, I, I took yeah. my time sure. and I understood that it wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't mm -hmm. about, particularly for women, it wasn't about hard work. It sure. wasn't about just sitting at your desk and working hard and thinking that someone was going to notice you and promote mm -hmm. you just because you were doing that. So exactly. Um, that was one thing. The yeah. other thing that, that was the, the final straw for me starting yeah. her leadership way. Sure. One of my strengths as a leader is connecting with people. It's relationship yeah. building. That's where it all happens. It, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's it's a key it, part of leadership. That's the foundation, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately missing in too many leaders. Uh, too which is many. Story. I agree. Um, we're going to do that on the next episode. <laughs> that's an all day conversation. <laughs> that's, that's, it's huge. Oh, um, fantastic. Because I, because I connect with people though, I have a lot of women coming to me and sharing their stories with me, mm -hmm. just, just from out of the blue women that I, you know, barely know mm -hmm. uh, will come to me and share their stories. And I was getting too many stories in a row where they were really struggling with their managers. True. Um, one came to me and and this was the last straw and mm -hmm. she had vomited on the way to work that morning sure. because she was so stressed about turning up to work right. and dealing with her manager once again mm -hmm. um, that she'd got herself into the state of of vomiting on the way yeah. to work and I just my heart broke yeah and I wanted to fix it for her and and I can't and I knew that yeah. um, uh -huh. and so I said you know what it, it's mm -hmm. Someone needs to do something about this. I am surrounded by amazing women who could mm -hmm. be in leadership roles and aren't. They're all trying to break through that, um, what I call the glass well, shelf. Exactly. Not uh -huh. the glass ceiling, but the glass, the glass shelf. shelf. Right. There's this level. Is that a more, of, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people, women in particular, they get to a, a, a level where they're really good at their job. Right. But that next level up where they're a manager, sure. there seems to be this glass shelf there and there's far more men going up that level. Than right. Women. Exactly. Um, I know exactly what you're saying. I've yeah. seen it happen too. And yeah. I was in the military. I saw it happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely, it's rampant. Yeah. Um, and, and what happens unfortunately is women step out and women mm -hmm. say, you know what, I, this is too frustrating. I'm not sure. going to do this anymore. And mm -hmm. either, we say, mm, I'm going to be the primary caregiver and I'm going to look after my children and, you know, my husband earns enough money so I can do that and they step wow. out together. Or they say, mm -hmm. you know what, mm -hmm. I'm really good at what I do and I can make a living doing this on my own. And they right. become entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, and, the organization, and the organization loses such great exactly. talent, see? Exactly. And it's hard, it's very expensive to replace that talent. Yeah. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and what happens is our organizations end up not reflecting us as a society. Exactly, exactly. I, I know exactly what you're saying, Rochelle, so thank you for sharing that. Now, um, one of the things I'd like to do now for my listeners to understand is you have a remarkable mission statement, and that's to work with women that have taken time out of their life to raise their children and ultimately to return to work and move from their uh, role to make a difference as a leader. What do you want women listening to this uh, interview right now what do you want them to understand and take away from it in terms of your mission statement to help them through her leadership way yeah so so my mission is for women to be able to mm -hmm. I guess reclaim who they are as women uh -huh. um, yes. and not and I don't want to say just mothers but not mothers only mm -hmm. uh, that we are a whole woman yes. um, and so I want women to step up and make a difference in whatever way it is that they see is best mm -hmm. for them. And that may be raising their children and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Correct, yes. Um, but what I don't want them to do is step out of a mm -hmm. career because it's frustrating and right. difficult and there are barriers. As if it pushed them out. You don't want to see them being pushed out, right? Exactly. Make it their choice if they want to leave yes. that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I want sense. them to know that it mm -hmm. is entirely possible for sure. them to become leaders in an organization right. and not only possible, but like, I, it's really important. It's sure. super important for, for yeah. them, for their yeah. family, um, for the other people in the, the organizations who need women leaders. Exactly. Um, and then our, our world as a whole. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's that, again, it's that, if we don't step up and be leaders in our organizations, then our organizations yeah. don't reflect our society. Absolutely. And then our society misses out. There's, there's crazy things going on in the world where mm -hmm. even things like crash test dummies sure. are based on men because right. men created them. Exactly. And so when we do our car safety testing, mm -hmm. we're testing it on men and right. not women. Not, not women, yeah. Well, and, and that, you know, you know that quote... You know, that quote, Rochelle, is that if women rule the world or if they were all presidents or prime ministers, we wouldn't have wars be right. because we know there's no value in having a war. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and a, a different level of the temperament. And that's a great show of leadership. And yes. so uh, that's why uh, when we look at a um, uh, it's Merkel in Germany leading Germany, it's no yeah. wonder why they're leading the world and what they do. Yeah. Because she knows what she's doing. Yeah. 
come yeah. to America, yeah. we'll vote for. <laughs> you know what I mean? We yeah. work because it's yeah. not, and it, 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 it's not that aspect that a man has to always lead things because unfortunately, uh, I know our experience here in the States, um, sometimes that power kind of goes to people's heads and they lose control. And with a woman, they even kill. They've raised children. They've been a daughter, their cousin, their niece. They understand. And the men just have that one big word, the E word, ego. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And see, the women don't have the ego where they're, they're uh, tripping, as what we call it. And so I think that's what the major difference is. So I uh, thank you for sharing that. Now you work with women uh, that of course have a gap between raising their children and returning to work. What are the three important lessons that you wanna share with women and how do they transform members of your target market? If, even if you don't have all three, maybe share one or two of them then. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, I, I think the first thing, the first important lesson for all of us to recognize is that it is up to us to take control of our careers and not wait for someone to notice us. Cool. Um, and that's exactly what I was doing, was working yeah. hard and getting yeah. good at what I did sure. and thinking that was enough. Someone was going to notice me and because they'd notice me, I'd get promoted and sure. it just wasn't. Right. Um, and so I think it, it it can be difficult as mums and, and as women, we're sure. often socialized to believe that we should be passive and not right. assertive and that assertiveness equals bossiness, um, which I was definitely told I was bossy as I was growing up. <laughs> um, I had three younger sisters and they uh -huh. all told me I was bossy and still do. <laughs> they just didn't um, recognize your leadership skills. That's what it was. Exactly. That's what I keep telling them. <laughs> They'll learn. Um, so the, the first thing I think is a lot of the work we need to do is on ourselves. And sure. um, as much as I had, I thought I had done work on myself and I had, sure. um, you know, grown my confidence mm -hmm. and um, grown my leadership skills, there's right. always more to do. Yes. Always more to do. Absolutely. So, and, and that's what leaders do. They always do more. They study more, research more, uh, and, and also have those experiences seeing other people go as well. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right, Paul, is mm -hmm. leaders, real leaders, don't stop learning, never stop, stop learning. We know that mm -hmm. there is always more and, and things keep changing and we need to be across things as yeah. they change and that includes ourselves we keep changing yeah. um and every time we learn something new uh, we need to level up our mindsets along with what we're learning so yeah. that's a big part of what we teach in her leadership way is is well, how to um keep leveling ourselves up yes um, well, I'm going to make sure that my daughter listens to what you have to say because I try to tell her all the time I said you're too passive. You're going to have to be more assertive. And it makes a difference. Uh, if you're even in the classroom, she's in 11th grade, have one more year to get a uh, degree. And I told us, well, you really have to step it up. You have to really let people know that you're in the room. Because if you just sit back and say nothing, that's how you're going to be treated. Yeah. You yeah. have to take, you don't have to be overly aggressive, but you need to at least represent yourself. Yeah, and, and that comes with confidence in yourself. Confidence. It comes with knowing that you have something of value to add. Right. Uh, and I think too often, again, society just sort of teaches women that they don't have that much value to add, even mm. though we do. Yeah, we have absolutely. Value to add. I have five sisters that never had a problem with uh, being proactive. <laughs> <laughs> calm down, ladies, calm down. 
<laughs> yeah. So I, I have five sisters and four brothers, so it's 10 of us. And so yeah. I, I said, well, maybe I should just take my daughter and let her spend some time with her aunts, right? So we'll, we'll see how that goes. As but, long as they let it get a word in, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So thank, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I believe in my research, and I want to make sure I'm correct here, that you've written a book and published it for mompreneurs to help yeah. them find time for business and family without losing their sanity. What is the name of your book and how did it uh, transform the community that you serve? Yeah, so so I wrote this book. This is 15 years ago, so you did okay. some good research here. Yeah, all right, love it. <laughs> and this, this was back before I had kids and I mm -hmm. was a, um, actually, no, it was just after I had kids. And uh -huh. so I wasn't in my career, but I was running businesses. Right. Uh, and the, the business that I chose ultimately was to help mums that were running a business from home right. because I'd been there and had mm -hmm. been um felt unsupported and felt stressed and didn't know, um, you know, how to get everything done between like balancing your kids and your husband and your business and the housework and friends and your health and all of the things that you needed to do as a mom. Uh -huh. um, and so I stepped in to be the, the supporting coach and help women um, get through those difficult times while they're sure. running a business. Uh -huh. And so the book came about through that experience okay. of, working with women who were constantly feeling guilty mm -hmm. um, and that's the definite mum thing is the guilt sure, uh, and when you're working on your business you're feeling guilty that you're not with your kids and when you're with your kids you're yes. feeling guilty that you're not working. So that, that balance. Yeah. Right, to get yeah. The, and then as a, a home-based business of course it's some built-in stress in that as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the book title was was exceptionally long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay. It was Stop Mumpreneur Madness, Five Steps to Finding the Time for Everything While Keeping Your Sanity. But it's so very clear. <laughs> it, you couldn't mistake what it was about. Exactly. You know what it is. It's been defined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I know that I, made a difference. I know it made a positive difference. It, it did. It did. And, and the same principles apply to the women that I'm working with now because it's okay. still, you know, often the same thing. We're guilty when we're at work and we're guilty sure. when we're with our kids, you know, when we should be at work. And so exactly. um, the same concepts that I outlined sure. in that book around, um, you know, there's there were three main ones. Let go of the things that you don't need to be doing. Sure. Get help with the things that need to be done, but you don't have to do yourself. Exactly. And then the things that you do have to do yourself, let go of the yeah. needing to be perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that was the three three main concepts. And unfortunately, the book uh -huh. is not for sale any longer. Okay. Um, but I do bring <laughs> those same lessons into my current community. Exactly. And, and I think that's one of the things that we look at the difference between a, a, a ma male employee and a woman employee is that a lot of times the male, his relationship with his children is not even there because they automatically just, it's all into the work, which... Yeah. You may have the money and some of the resources, but the relationship with the children and your spouse is the most important that you can have because family is really what life is all about. The structure. And I think that like, that's such an important point, Paul, is, mm -hmm. is the world needs to change, not just for women to be in leadership roles, but for right. men to be in family roles. Exactly. Um, yep. And we need to, you know, to me, the, the, 
best leaders are the ones that bring the feminine and the masculine energy in and the best work environment are the ones that allow men and women to be primary caregivers or share the caregiving really share the caregiving 50 50 and that means changing nappies and doing the dishes and mowing the lawns for everybody absolutely Um, that's that's the world that i want to live in where everything me too because available to everyone because uh, when I look at it with me, I was very fortunate. I served 20 years in the military, so I didn't have any distractions when my kids came along because I had already retired from that before I became yeah. an entrepreneur. So I have a chance now. I spend a lot of time with my children. I take them with me everywhere. Uh, I get them in sports, golf, my son and daughter, um, basketball, a track, whatever they want to do. And then cool. the academic piece, too. And my, my, my uh, children found out how dedicated I am because I became the parent teacher organization president for their school. So there's no more commitment than that, <laughs> you know, working with parents, the teachers, school system and the children. So it, it was pretty, yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, and, you know, we're getting that example out there for the men's to, to do yeah. better, to do better. And, and how much joy does it bring to your life to be able to yeah. do that? Exactly. Yeah. And the memories. See, that's the thing yes. right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to transition just a little bit, uh, Rochelle, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, your favorite coffee. (laughs) What is that flavor? You know, we want people to know as much as they can about you. So, yes, I am a self-confessed coffee snob. Uh, And I think what (laughs) what that means for me is um so in australia we're very strong on espresso based coffees Uh and um i believe in america from the last time i visited i don't Uh think it's much you're you're much more likely to have the filter coffee from a pot i know right exactly every store that i went into you had refillable coffees from the pot exactly Um, so (laughs) right you know, we still have instant coffee here. There's a lot of people that drink instant coffee. Uh-huh. Um, filter coffee, not so much. It, it, it right. went, again, went out in about the 80s. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I, I love my espresso coffees. I have latte is my is my coffee uh-huh. of choice. That's a good um, choice. The texture, the texture of lattes is just right. Not uh-huh. too much, not too little. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and we recently bought. We so we do have. Uh, a lot of pod coffee here and I don't know yes. if you guys right we put them in the container then the container yeah. Then, yeah yeah we have it and yeah. just press the button and it gives you consistency exactly um, so we just invested in a Nespresso uh-huh. coffee maker that's a that's very nice it is divine I, I think love if it. more people drank great coffee like you do it would be a much better place to live Wouldn't it, <laughs> it would be so much happier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Coffee just, is good. It really does bring joy to my day uh-huh. to have this, just this beautiful taste. Yeah. It's just, um, there's just something about it that makes my heart uh-huh. sing. And exactly. Obviously it gives me energy as well, which is very helpful. Exactly. Um, but just, yeah, there's something about that first sip of coffee, oh, a, yeah. a good coffee. And if it's a bad coffee, if it's too weak, I'm definitely uh-huh. a strong flavor. It's too weak. I'm just going to throw it out and start again. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's important to have good coffee because I, I have mine every morning and I have a stationary bike actually since March uh, yeah. when, when the, um, the pandemic was announced, I, I purchased a stationary bike and it has resistance bands. So you can do an upper body workout as well. But I always start with my cup of coffee 
and then I work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get your heart rate going first. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Coffee is is the uh, the fuel to keep me going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we want okay. to share that share that with people to to see what what you really enjoy. So let's take a look now at some of your goals. I know you have a goal of how many women that you want to empower into the leadership position. Could you share that with listeners? Yeah, yeah. So my my mission is to empower and inspire 100,000 women into a leadership role where they can make a difference. Yes, that's Um, a great goal. That can be, I would love for it to be in a career space, but entrepreneur, I don't, I don't, it doesn't worry me as long as they're making a difference to themselves, their children, exactly. um, their families, their organizations, and society ultimately. Exactly. Um, That's a wonderful goal. Wonderful goal. And, and you know, the thing about it is possible to do it. Yes, yes yeah. it's definitely possible. Because when, I, I, when I, I look at uh, some of the uh, common denominators in the world, I did a little study on readership. And women read at a rate of about 90%. Men read at a rate of maybe 35. Wow. And that's the difference between relationships. Mm -hmm. The women are really obtaining knowledge, wisdom, and and, uh, add to the gifts they already have. And men, some of them are still in the cave, (laughs) right? (laughs) They're just not reading. And reading is where you learn, you study, you apply. And so I think that's one common difference right there and, and why we see there is a trend, at least in the United States, we're seeing more women are being in leadership roles now, not only in, in the government, but also in corporations as well. So that's a good trend. And I think, and hopefully it'll continue to improve, you know, over time. It, it, at, the, at the rate that it's working at the moment, we're looking at, I think it was 200 years yeah. uh, at least before mm-hmm. Um, equality in government, government and employment, and a yeah. lot more years than that. And I can't mm-hmm. remember off the top of my head. It was something like five hundred years before Ooh, equality. It's a long time in society. Yeah, so it's not a. It wasn't it's, a quick thing, right? Um, I exactly. heard those numbers wrong. Um, I only heard them the other day, but it like we we feel sometimes like we're making progress, and sure. then something like the pandemic hits exactly, and, and it sets it back. Yeah. Backwards. And so, um, you know, again, we that's that's about shared care and women needing feeling like they are the ones that have to fill the gap with childcare and homeschooling. Exactly. If our if our organizations were set up better, sure. then it would be both men and women taking that role on. Exactly. Um, it. And so not as many women would have stepped out of the sure. career roles or or even job roles unfortunately because i'm pretty sure you may have heard about a study that went around that uh, women who don't work how much would you pay them uh, for raising their children and uh, it would be a lot of money because it's a big responsibility Yeah. yeah 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 and and maybe when society has to pay that money sure they're straight <laughs> then up. we'll start seeing differences <laughs> different results exactly exactly but it makes a difference yeah and, and thank you rochelle for that now what is the accelerate your leadership community please share what that is with our listeners so people can learn more about it yeah so um 
One of the ways that I help women to get into these leadership roles and make a difference is through this Accelerate Your Leadership community. Sure. Uh, and this is a place where women transform from feeling yeah. frustrated like I was to uh-huh. feeling confident in who they are as a leader sure. and how they're going to get their next leadership role. Right. Um, so it, it starts with a, mm-hmm. a six-step course that I work them through um, mm-hmm. that, that works through the three pillars mm-hmm. and takes them out to the other side. But there's also a lot more in there. So there's a lot of support and connection with other women, which I think as sure. women, you know, we know it takes a village to raise a child. Absolutely. It also takes a village to raise a leader. It's not That's something very that true. we need to do by ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, so there's connection, there's growth. Um, uh-huh. So again, that, that idea of leaders never stop growing. We continue to grow. Oh, um, and there's supportive action. So mm-hmm. it's not just, um, you know, come in and watch a few videos and go out again. It's like, come sure. in, watch some videos, take some action, uh-huh. make some steps, you know, Absolutely. work towards where it is that you're wanting to head. For sure. Um, and that, For sure. Yeah, that's what's in the, the community. It's a, it's a wonderful space. And I'm so excited uh-huh. about how it's transforming lives because it's it's amazing to see ah fantastic so thank you for sharing that and uh rochelle it's hard to believe but our time is coming to a close would you like to provide some some uh closing comments uh for our listeners at this time please yeah i, I think to me the one thing i want there's two things i want to let people know first sure. for, for mums in general it's okay mm-hmm. to have your own needs met Yes. It's okay. And I know we're there to meet the needs of our children and, and our partners, sure. but it's actually okay to meet your own needs first. Yeah. Self-care, um, love, love yeah, yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really important. You become a better mum yes. when your own needs are met yes. because you're not so frustrated. Um, the second thing I want to leave everybody with, and this is mm-hmm. not just us, this is everybody, is that you only have one life to live. Yes. You want to make sure you get out there and live it. And, you know, I know that your show is all about wealth and that to me is the best wealth that you can have is the the absolute joy you get from being out there and living your life. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's, that's wealth. Yes. And I I tell you, Rochelle, you hit it right on the the nail on the head and that this show really is about wealth is more than just money. Sure. The money is fine, but the other aspect, love, compassion, mind, body, spirit, uh, happiness. I mean, joy. There's so many other elements. And that's what I try to share with people. But some people really don't get it. They think that it's just monetary, but it's even greater than monetary. Yeah. Yeah, You can can look at people with lots of monetary wealth who are miserable. Miserable. (laughs) Poor health, poor mind, poor spirit. And so we want to make sure that we keep everything in place and that women continue to be empowered through you, through her leadership way. So thank you very much. And one of the things I also want to share about Rochelle Maria is that she, of course, I mentioned that she had a published book and sold that. She also worked with the Sydney Olympics uh, and, and she had a team that she worked with there, which was one of the greatest Olympics of all times. And then she's been on radio, on morning shows, television, magazines, and also newspaper articles as well. So she's, she's uh, really has a depth of knowledge on the leadership side, and it's a wonderful thing to see. So th- uh, thank you very much, uh, Rochelle, uh, Marie. Thank, thank you very much. Cool. And um, I I just had a great time because this is a very important topic. 
And uh, of course, I'm a mother's boy. You know, I love my mom. She's passed away, but oh my God, I knew I was the favorite child. No one can tell me <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Even to this day, she's gone. I know I'm still her favorite, child, her favorite child. And so we want to get that message out to empower women, more women working uh, in the corporate space, as entrepreneurs, uh, in, in the political space, and much, much more. And so I'm going to close out this show by thanking uh, Rochelle Marie for all that she's done and she shared today. And I'm hoping to get on another episode sometimes in the near future and talk even more. Uh, and again, uh, it was a great, great uh, interview uh, that people are going to really take a lot from this. And again, uh, I really enjoyed uh, interviewing you. So thank you very much. Yeah, I just want to thank you, Paul, as well. Like I've enjoyed the the questions and and you know being able to share my knowledge. But um, I think the the podcast that you're doing to to share that wealth mm -hmm. is far more than just money is amazing. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for having me on today. Okay, thank you. And I want to say to my Wealth Academy podcast community, thank you all so much for being uh, great uh, subscribers and listeners. Get out there to Apple Podcasts and rate this episode. And this is episode 72 with Rochelle Marie. And uh, we really enjoyed sharing this with you today. And uh, get out there and give that rating and that review. Uh, my time is up and I thank you for yours. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for and listening. Rochelle Marie, you have will a find great the show notes for links to thank everything that was too. mentioned. All right. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy Podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.